In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit, you need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is gonna, I don't know, roll your ass! Thank you, Mr. Warhorse. Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet with this thing. I am your host, Detective Mark Smart, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vince Cafe. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, just enjoying sending JLB little notes here and there. Yep. Yep. Wake up! Wake yeah, up. no JLB apparently because he's not responding. I must. But now that. I have chop suey stuck in my head, so thanks for that. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I also looked for a bone thugs meme, so I could be like, "Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake it's up!" The fist of the and couldn't find one. So bone, 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 bone. No, meet you at the crossroads is not. God, I hope not. The guy hasn't streamed for four days, so. Tell me what you're gonna do. In the what in the... I... <laughs> um, just just so everyone is aware, I was able to find one of the two boxes left on the store shelves here in in beautiful Omaha, Nebraska. So I will be opening some cards tonight. And so everybody's aware, I bought all of the AEW cards. Um. That were available of this pack of AEW cards that were available mm-hmm. on Amazon in that very moment. I'm sure there are some backup. Yes. So uh, I'm going to ask you one, two, or three. Um, three. Three. Always. That one right there. So 21 is what you're going with. Nope. Um, let's start off with a pack each. That's fine. Let me get we're part of the Tatnus Copacabana Network. All that stuff. If you want to do that. All that stuff. You know. <laughs> In the doobly doos, check it out. Yep, yeah, links in the doobly doos. Um, hey, you it's almost like you have a thing on your head for that that you've already mentioned. Yes, this thing. Okay, eight packs in these. I only got six, eight packs. None of them feel... Uh, look for autograph and memorabilia cards. Eight cards per pack. So 64 cards to be getting opened on that one pack tonight. If we do all eight. So how many cards per pack for you? Uh, six. No, six. four. Four. Six packs so four cards. I'll show two to your one. Because uh, uh, the selector, the super fancy... This pack mo- mostly sucks because I think I already got a Grayson Waller. Oh, speaking of Grayson, you got a Stu Grayson, Grayson is my first one, and my second one is a Cash Wheeler. Uh, 
pack card number two. Julius Creed. Mm. Also think I already have that one. I have a card that if you'd like it, you can have it. It's QT Marshall. Nope. You, you can go ahead and just burn that for me. Followed by what's her name? Um, it's uh it's uh it's uh um, she was wearing red. Um she's a main feature. That does look like it's one of the chase cards though. It might be, it's in the middle Fabulous of the Fabulous Futures so. or whatever. Main um, features, main features. Main feature. I have another Slowman Mysterio. I mean Dominic. I mean Dominic. This one's an exciting one. The chase cards are in the middle on these, so I will say that I'm going to probably go from the bottom on this one so that I can get all the chase cards at the end. And I'm going to go with a Billy Gun. And... Oh, this is exciting. Oh, Britt Baker. Baker. D-M-D. D. It doesn't say DMD on there, which is sad. Yeah. It does say Dr. Britt Baker on the back, though. And then my chase card for this pack is a... Happy Corbin, who doesn't exist anymore. Um, one you'll be excited about is a Joey Janela. I miss that fucker. And one you're going to be even more excited about. This is a February 19th, 2020. This man won AEW's first ever steel cage match. He's no longer with AEW. It is the Roads to Success card. It's a good card. Awesome. I'm There's actually... His hometown of Atlanta, Cody Rhodes defeated Wardlow in the AEW's first ever steel cage match. I'm really, really hoping yeah, I get a Cody Rhodes in these yeah. WWE selects. That really would be cool. That would be cool. No autographs in this one, though. That I saw, at least. I don't know. Look at the backs of all of them. This, this is a fun set of cards. I'm thinking maybe I should gift one of these to you for Christmas. Probably not, though. Probably not. So, anyways, um, so yeah, we're gonna talk the news of professional wrestling this week. So got five packs to go. Um, starting off, let's just—we were talking about this off, so we'll go ahead and start talking about this here. Again, what the fuck is happening with NWA? Like, I know we don't watch it very heavily. We don't watch it very heavily because it's hard to watch, both from a product standpoint and from a actually physically hard to watch. Like, it's it used to be for free on YouTube. It's not on YouTube anymore. You have to sign up for their NWA subscription service, whatever, uh, to watch it. If you don't want to do that, it's not on any TV channel as far as I know. So that's basically the only way to watch it. But uh, the big news this week was that um, former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis, uh, announced that he was 
going to be leaving the company at the end of his contract, right? Um, he His contract is up through the end of the year. He said, I was going to work out the end of my contract, and then I'm going to go elsewhere. And they do the thing that basically every job I've basically ever been at does and says, nah, man, you can kick rocks. Um, except... Instead of telling him to kick rocks, they said, we're just suspending you throughout the rest of your contract. Now, I, I'm i going to reserve judgment on that exactly because uh, they could be pulling some shenanigans with, well, you were suspended through all of November and December, so your contract gets extended. I hope they're not. I, I don't expect them to, but I also have learned in this world that whenever you don't expect a corporation to behave like a shithead, they behave like shitheads. Um, but so he was like, I was ready to work out the rest of my, my contract. I was just going to go do it. And uh, you guys just said, no, kick rocks. So uh, now I am going to, you know air some dirty laundry and he has gone on the offensive um talking about how how poorly they've treated the women's rosters um how they dropped the ball with not having another all women's pay-per-view um so on and so forth right um and then they of course have gone on the defensive and started talking smack about him. And it's just gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I've never, you know, I've never really seen a, a, a business, a wrestling business tank themselves so fast in a weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, um, your relevance is limited for a reason. And uh, rarely is that just on the talent, you know. Um, if that was the case, you know, there, there were less talented eras of WWE than 1995. And 1995 is heavily their worst era of all. 1994, mm-hmm. 95, and that was that was a very talented champion. It was, you know, um, in in Diesel and Bret Hart and and all those guys. Um, there have been less talented eras of AEW's roster than NWA's right now. Very early on. Now the the top was much higher, but the bottom was much lower. Um. Triple A continues to exist. Um, yeah, Major League Wrestling continues to exist and be relevant. Um, NWA continues to put their foot in their mouth, and 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 this is a Billy Corgan thing in wrestling. He did it with Impact. Impact's worst times were under that leadership. Yeah, but even more than that, he he comes along, and you know, like I said, Nick Aldis. One of his complaints is. His wife, whom, if you don't know, Mickey James, full name is Mickey James Aldis. Uh, she is married to Nick Aldis. And uh, she was the NWA women's now champion. You know. 
and uh, and you know has represented them and helped them plan their all women's pay per view for a year ago. And then they w- haven't done it again. And then they go out and after Nick Aldis critiques them for their treatment of women and not having another one of those, they state that there just aren't enough quality women wrestlers for them to do another w- all women's pay-per-view, which I take heavy criticism for. Um, and, it, you know, it's we, we could go off and on for on the indies right there's all sorts of uh uh well hey congratulations big jc is now here for three months in a row have we even been doing this uh on twitch for three months we must be the start of three months we have been twitch exclusive Uh just Um, seems like forever but so but let's let's just look cuz AEW allows their women's wrestlers to wrestle elsewhere. Now I know they're you're, they're probably not going to send their top tier, their women's champion whatever to wrestle there. But here's the deal. Like they could easily have sent Penelope Ford. Uh sure. Who's a perfectly capable women's wrestler. Uh Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, you know I I I don't think that I don't think Impact would be opposed to getting no, the exposure. I was going to get to Impact here. But like uh, Tay Mello, uh, Sky Blue could easily go. Ruby Soho it's not really doing anything. Red Velvet. Red Velvet, yeah. Um, uh, you know. Uh, and, and of course, you do have to book them to win some. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, well, if you wanted a Jade Cargill, you can do a Jade Cargill. You, you heck, you call up AEW and say, hey, we'd love for Jade Cargill or, in, in the case of right now, you have Nyla Rose come and defend the TNT or the TBS championship sure. uh, on there. Um, and then, you know, win. Doesn't have to be against someone super big, but, but win, you know. But... Uh, they just didn't, but yeah, no. You mentioned you mentioned impact. Uh, da, 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 da. No. Uh, Jordan Grace. Here we go. Impact women's wrestlers. Chelsea Green. Uh, Taya Valkyrie. Uh, Taylor Wilde. Sue Young. Rosemary. We've already mentioned Mickey James. Um, I have to move this name to the WWE. Uh, Page, but Mia Yim was an impact wrestler until recently. Uh, Masha, Masha, she went back to WWE just this week, really. Last week, yep, showed up. Uh, she cited, I think it was on Raw, she cited with uh, uh, AJ Styles and the OC against. Oh, I did see that. I don't know why, why my brain didn't compute that, Um, but uh. Diana Prado. There, there's a solid mistake by AEW not picking her up to be beside her husband. I, I suspicion AEW just didn't have time. Um, and and maybe, maybe AEW is of the mindset that listen, we we've got to be a lot more particular about who we sign right now. And, and, but here's the deal is, uh, Mia Yim's contract with Impact ended less than two weeks ago. 
Uh, so her deal to come back to WWE fell in place within two weeks. It could be that AEW just didn't have enough time to really yeah. put a competitive offer on the table. Offer on the table. Who knows? I just, I mean, she'd be a great baddie. She'd be, mm-hmm. um, you know, in fact, she, she'd be, as much as I wanted it to be Red Velvet, um, I, uh, she'd be a great person to have be the person who turns on Jade. Mm-hmm. Um. I wanted to bring up this. Here we go. But yes, NWA needs to work on that. Just from just a few weeks ago, PWI's women's 150. Right now, yes, the top is heavily stardom based, um, and oh, WWE sure. and AEW, right? Uh, so you got Siuri from Stardom, Bianca Belair, Thunder Rosa, Becky Lynch, Jade Cargill, Jordan Grace, Saya Kamitani, uh, Charlotte Flair, Starlight Kid. But let's let's go down a bit here, and I guarantee you we get down a bit, and we're gonna see a whole bunch of names that uh, easily could show up. On well, an NWO paper. The Forbidden Door is working so well. Why wouldn't NWA at least reach out to Stardom and be like, "Hey, yeah." But uh, uh, here's um, do, 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 do. I'm trying to find a good place to start on this. We'll start at number eighty. Kylan King, who has wrestled, in fact, wrestled at this Hard Times pay per view today or this weekend. Kylan King is a perfect example. Uh uh, Venny, um, Allison Kay is out there. Uh, Miranda Alize is out there. Um, Lainey Luck, we've seen wrestle. She's phenomenal. She's yeah. out there. Um, great heel heat. Who better to beat than a person who can create heel heat in, in moments? Um, Same with Heather Reckless. Yep. That girl can create heel heat in seconds. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of her, but Ivelisse is out there available, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, Max the Impaler, who did wrestle on Hard Times. So, obviously, you know that she exists. She's out there. She could do it. Uh, Kylie Ray. You know, these are all names that easily could could be done. Um, you know, the fact that PWI can put together a list of 150 women and it not be absolutely dominated by WWE and AEW people says a lot. Correct. You know, um, there's a lot of people they could have used in this. And instead they were like, meh, we don't have enough women that can do this. We just don't. Um, and so, for spite, I really want AEW to just literally next week announce. Oh, yeah, we're going to do a women's pay per view. NWS says, says we can't do it. We're, we're going to do it. Well, I mean, here's the deal. In 2019, the very best pay per view of the year, barring WrestleMania or. Um, 
double double or nothing. Was that the no, not double or nothing. All in was their that was their first all in. Is that right? Two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So all in, and that was the only pay per view AEW had that year. Barring WrestleMania or All In, the very best pay per view of the year was an all women's pay per view of WWE. Um, they also had a full gear. Did they have a full gear that year? Mm-hmm. Okay. So barring maybe three, maybe four, there might be another WWE one that was up there. Um, well, but Evolution, we, Evolution was close to one of the best pay per views of the year. For, for we've WWE. said repeatedly over the last three years, why haven't they done it again? Especially WWE. WWE doesn't even have the excuse we can't find enough women wrestlers to do it because they've. They not only have enough, they have enough quality women's wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, still to this day, yes, AEW's pushing up on their coattails. WWE still has a, a significant margin of better women's talent than anybody else in the, in the game except for Stardom. Mm-hmm. But anyways, but then on top of all of that, NWA decides to be like, oh, you already think we're shitty? Oh, you already don't like some of the stuff we're doing? We're going to put the world's championship on Tyrus. And the one excuse I gave you is he does have exposure elsewhere. And you said you watched some of the match. I watched some of the match. It was bad. But here's the deal. I'll I'll even give you. He He looks like a pear with eggs. Yeah. (laughs) Legs. Sorry, pear with legs. Yeah. But but here's the deal: is even if you you take into consideration, oh, he brings a lot of exposure from elsewhere. How the fuck are they going to watch this? Yeah. You think you think some finance bro is just going to be all like, oh, I saw Tyrus on Fox News, and now I'm going to drop nineteen ninety five a month for NWA? That's legit. No, right? If you don't have a TV deal, doesn't matter what sort of exposure you're getting. Nobody can watch your shit. There's a reason we don't talk about NWA most of the time on this, because we can't watch it. Like, I had to search to find clips of this, because I'm like, well, if they gave it to Tyrus, maybe he was really good. And I saw him do a, um, what was the, what was the scene? He tried to do a, a uh, second rope um, double axe handle on someone and missed and just kind of stumbled around the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Anyways. So yeah, Tyrus is your new world's champion. So you went from Matt Cardona, you went from Nick Aldis to Trevor Murdoch to Matt Cardona, back to Trevor Murdoch and now to Tyrus. Right? Two great names involved in that. And I don't know how you don't put it back on Matt Cardona. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand that at all. Talk about bringing bringing eyes to your product. The type of people you want to watch your product are on the socials. And man, on the, the socials. Guy is, uh, the guy was a home run as Zach Ryder on the socials. Mm-hmm. Speaking of him, this week he said he'd love to do a cinematic match of mm-hmm. him versus Zach Ryder. Yes. Which I think would be gold if he could pull it off. Yeah, he also like, said I'd shave my beard to do it. The <laughs> only way he will come back to WWE is if is they if allow him to that. come back as Matt Cardona. 
not a Zack Ryder. Um, he said, I would do Zack Ryder for a cinematic match, but I want to wrestle as Matt Cardona. And, you know, they they might someday take him up on that, but I don't see them. Um, now, I'll also I, point out... I don't if, know that Tripp says that. I mean, the guy is not a PG character. No. And I don't know that they're going to go that far into the PG-13 rated R areas. Agreed. Now, also, NWA, I do want to point out, if, if you've ever given w, or WWE or specifically AEW crap about length of their pay-per-views, right? NWA had four pre-show matches, right? And then 12 matches on the main card. 12. Are you kidding me? Well, um, so let's see here. Uh, so if that's three hours, mm-hmm. then you got four matches an hour, 15 minutes a piece. Yeah. That's if you're doing full-on matches. Full-on matches and, and no Intros, outros, and mm-hmm. interviews. You take that down to 10 minutes a piece. Yeah. Now, in fairness, a lot of their matches were uh, were shorter, but like Tyrus versus Trevor Murdoch versus Matt Cardona was a 10-minute match, so easily 15 minutes with entrances and Well, there's three, so like maybe you go to 16, 17. Um, there was a, a, a Camille versus Chelsea Green and Kylan King. That was a nine-minute match, so that's another 15 minutes, all told, with entrances. So there you're at half an hour. Uh, before that, there was a uh, tag team match. So wait, your feature matches <clears throat> were both triple threats, and and ten minutes. Ten minutes, yep. Um, you had a uh tag team match, third from last, that went almost eleven minutes. Uh so that's another fifteen minutes there. You had uh, EC three versus Tom Latimer. No uh, huge name. Um, and he won by disqualification because he reminded people that Tom Latimer is legitimately a bad person. Like, not a good guy. Allegations of spousal abuse and substance abuse problems and all of this stuff. And that's how he, he got on the mic and cut a promo and controlled the narrative uh, showing how shitty Tom Latimer is. Um, and then Tom Latimer attacked him and got disqualified. Uh, but that one might have been a little bit less than 10 minutes because it was only eight, uh, eight minutes and 30 seconds total. Okay. Um, so maybe a little bit less than 15 minutes there. So how long but, are the backstage promos? <clears throat> I don't know. But so um, here's the, the, the uh, shortest match was four minutes and 43 seconds. The longest was 11? The longest was uh, almost 11. They had... That's gobs of filler. Just yeah. tons of... I it's mean, you like... had two hours. That's a, that's You had two hours of wrestling on a three... Uh, I would assume a three-hour pay-per-view. Yeah. I don't know the exact time of it, but it's, I, I can imagine I would have been fucking 
exhausted. That's an hour worth of filler, man. Oh. And on top of it, you had a Voodoo Queen casket match, a mask versus mask match, two different three ways. Um, what else did we have? A bunch of oh, and a hardcore tag team war. Uh, that was on the pre-show, but still, um, a lot of weird gimmicks in this, and and no real cohesion. Um, but they did have, you know, Max the Impaler was on there with Father James Mitchell. Uh, Davy Richards was on there. Um, I'm gonna look here, see if I recognize some of these other names. Uh, Aaron Stevens, who used to be Damian Sandow, was there. Ricky Morton and his son Kerry Morton were there. Jesus. Homicide was there. How old's uh, Ricky Morton now? 87, 88? Um, up there somewhere. Can't know. call him a new rocker anymore. Nope, he's he's just a rocker. Um Robert Anthony was there. The uh, sitting my rocker and whittle. EC three, as I mentioned, uh Tyrus, Matt Cardona. Chelsea Green. You know, I mean, they literally had some good names. Uh, Elijah Burke was there. Duffolk. So, anyways, and I I can't imagine anyone coming away from this going, you know what I want to see now? More NWA. I'm kind of... No, I'm... I'm the... <laughs> I feel like maybe maybe go make another album with the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. But 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 then we mentioned Mia Yim made her comeback, but I want to talk about another person who made her official comeback uh this week. Well, we're at the thirty minute mark. Why don't you grab a pack? Okay, give me one second. Time out. Take this back. Number two. You like Xbox? I like Xbox. No, Tupac. Hard to open. I'm going to tell you, I think my pack sucks. Starts off okay. Oh, hey, man, a, yeah, don't be saying that that sucks. Singles, just a regular million dollar man card. It stays okay with a Rikishi card. That's not a bad just card. Just a standard card, right? Uh, and then it goes, man, maybe sucks is not the best word, but then it goes to Mansoor. And my uh, my chase card is the purple and gold Jimmy Uso, which I believe I already have. It's not the worst. It's just a little disappointing. All right. Well, I start off with a Sammy Guevara, the Inner Circle's best kept secret card. Not a bad one. A tribute card 
that I almost bought, but I already got it now. Are you going to be pissed if you get another copy of the one card you actually did pay money for? I might, but I'll <laughs> deal with it. An evil Uno. Ooh, I have three chase cards, it looks like, in here. A QT Marshall. A another QT Marshall. Yes. Yeah, I can give you one of those, bud. You can go ahead and light it on fire. For oh, me. my goodness. This is exciting. I have a gold and a blue. In the same deck... Dr. Britt Baker, first edition, magazine cover card. Very cool. That's pretty cool. AEW Wrestling Magazine. These are the actual chase cards. One is a, uh, it's not a great chase card, but it is a foil. Butcher. Keynote, I don't know if you can see the first name showing there, but the first name is The. The. <laughs> Which is very funny. And then a main feature, you'll, you'll want this one. Jungle Boy. That's a very good card to get. Ten minute, ten minute. This one features the uh, ten minute time limit draw with AEW champion Chris Jericho. These are fun cards. I'm sorry, bud. I didn't mean to ruin your fun by not letting you get them on Amazon. I'm sure there's more up. I'm sure I'll get some eventually, but you know they ship quickly. I'm a, I'm a married man. I have to run things by my wife first. You don't know if Amazon's the the stuff. Oh, oh, this is the return. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. This is great the return, return by the way. I didn't it, even I, again. Neither of those hit me. Yeah, because they'd been there before. It it was a it was a good return, and and they put her up for a lot of power. But I do want to point out something here. This is a picture here. You have Sarah Logan on the left, and you have independent wrestler. Max the Impaler on the right. Um, now that's, that's not gimmick infringement. Um, normally I would be I would be like oh yeah it's it's they're doing doing the the Viking gimmick you know it's it's whatever except like see this part of green down here on Sarah Logan's hair. This picture doesn't show up, but Max the Impaler usually has one green braid just to match it, right? Oh. Um, I'll show another picture of them side by side. She also um, has an odd contact in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to share another picture here. If I can find it, here it is. That's them side by side again to show 
the similarities between their outfits as well. Um, in this particular picture, Max's face paint is a little bit different. Although the chin uh, paint coming down the neck is very similar. Um, and then again, the hairstyle specifically. And, uh, you know, it's it's very oddly similar. Was uh, there complaints about it? Uh, Twitter blew up about it. I don't know if Max themselves have said anything, but basically Twitter is, was just a, a buzz with uh, people saying, we see what you're doing, Sarah. We see what you're doing and we don't like it. Um, now, I will, will say that I see the similarities. I'm going to withhold a little bit of judgment. They, they're a little too similar in my mind uh, to, to 100% discount. But I also, my excitement for her coming back is... Um, is weighed down a little bit with my knowledge of Sarah Logan's uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Her her off-duty hmm, that's not even the best way to describe it. Um, Uh, here. Let's find this picture. <laughs> this is from her Twitter feed. Uh, someone has put up here. And, um... I, I have a hard time... The word boogaloo is, um, it's a dog whistle. It is, has been used by extremist groups and, uh, boogaloo means boogaloo. Boogaloo. It's, it's, it's used by the proud boys. Uh, there's another group called the boogaloo boys that they call themselves that, uh, the, the, um, the far, 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 far right, uh, extra military white supremacist groups. And I have a hard time supporting and putting a lot of faith that someone's going into something in good faith when they even make a joke about going to a boogaloo. Um, Again, not familiar with the terminology, so, and I'm yes. the right-wing guy. Yes. Um, that's why I say it's ultra right-wing, but uh, the Anti-Defamation League, ADL, has a uh, vast resource on dog whistles. Um... I have family members who are Jewish. Uh, I have family members who actively 
been targeted by threats. I've had family members who've had to evacuate synagogues because, because the FBI has told them that groups like the Proud Boys have credible threats towards synagogues that they know. Really? Um, it's not something I take lightly. No, I don't blame you. And, uh... I don't, I mean, I don't either, and I just, I'm not you familiar know, with the terminology. Um... Which is why it's dog whistles. Yes, that's the, that's exactly the point there. Do, dog whistles are meant to fly under the radio, radar. Well, let's not give that any more credit than it's due. Um... Here's a was exciting to see her impaired the correct way though. That's that's what I was suggesting. Um it it's the problem comes, and this is something, the more I learn have learned about it over the years, the more it's tough here. Um I'm just sharing this for the sake of sharing this. This is the ADL page on the Boogaloo movement. Uh, anti-government extremist movement started in 2019. Um, it's a slang reference to a future civil war, a concept Boogalooers anticipate and even embrace. Um, primarily anti-government, anti-authority, and anti-police in nature. They are not directly white supremacists, although you can find white supremacists within their movement. Oh, I will listen so, yeah. Um... Uh, they've been arrested for crimes up to and including murder and terrorist plots. Um, again, ADL has an entire entire section uh, resources, hate symbols database. And, um, you know, when you start coming into here uh, and you start seeing the 13s and the 12s that are tied to the Aryan Brotherhood, the 14... 1488 when you see that um come up that comes up fairly often that is a white supremacist uh dog whistle 18 it's alphanumeric code for adolf hitler that comes up a lot i mean this is uh this is just the numerical version of it there's 11 pages of stuff on this here um and so it's one of those things. Now, context is always key because, like, Bound for Glory is a white power music band. It's also the name of an Impact Wrestling pay-per-view that has yeah. nothing to do with it. You know, context is key. Um, <clears throat> the problem is uh, Viking imagery has infiltrated the white supremacist movement very heavily. Like here, the tear rune. Uh, the Nazis heavily, heavily researched a lot of Viking imagery and and went heavily into it. So um, so the fact that she was paired with her husband and the Viking Raiders um, and she makes jokes about boogaloos and she, you know, all of these things tear down my ability to give her the benefit of the doubt. Fair enough. Also tears down my ability to root for her in any way, shape, or form. So, um, 
So I get I get a little defensive about it because I have family members involved, sort of a thing. I understand. Um, so, um, but yes, I also would like to say, yes, Max the Impaler. Also, I want to point out Max the Impaler's gimmick is not Viking related. It's actually Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome related. Um, so the fact that a Viking character looks so similar to Max the Impaler is a little suspect. Um, but there have been a lot of jokes, uh, you know, along the lines of, I want Max the Impaler, we have Max the Impaler at home. Um, Max the Impaler at home. But anyways. Um, but yes, so she came back, paired with her husband and his buddy. Um, Mia Yim came back. They're obviously fortifying up their women's division. We also have reason to believe that uh, Charlotte will be back soon. Um, perhaps really soon. I, I think we both mentioned that we kind of were surprised that she didn't show up at either Crown Jewel or this last week right after Crown Jewel. Yeah, I'm just in general surprised she's not back. Um, already, so. Um, I I have to make a confession about AEW Rampage this week. I was so tired I fell asleep. Not not a commentary on AEW Rampage. A commentary on I was. It almost sounds like out. it's a pretty good show. I, I I also had things going on. I didn't fall asleep, but yeah, I uh. I was up. I was getting ready to watch it, and I was just like, and so I I <laughs> I got into the first match, and then it was the second match, and I don't remember how the first match ended because I watched it through my eyelids, and then uh. The, I mean, was it at least good through your eyelids? I mean, it it sounded good. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, it was good. I don't have any reason to believe it wasn't good. That's funny. So then you also didn't do any SmackDown. I did not, but SmackDown is uh, tough for me still because I still go through Sling and Sling still doesn't, you know, do. Doesn't Sling. Fox. Uh, the big thing on on Raw this week we need to talk about. Super, super big, important thing. Uh, Austin Theory finally cashed in. And failed. And failed. And cashed Miserably. in on the U.S. championship. Good to see them do that. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to see it be a success if you're going to cash in on a mid card title. Yeah, I think I think if you cash in on anything other than 
the world title, it needs to be basically a cakewalk. Um, now, I don't think you have a cakewalk against Seth Rollins. So you don't do that. I mean, here the important thing to remember is all of these problems are things that they wrote themselves into. Right? Yes. Um, and so because of that, they could write themselves out of it by just not doing it. Uh, they chose, hey. To have him cash in on how Seth. How about we have him cash in on Seth? Okay, let's and do that. I suppose having him cash in on Seth in the event that Seth was vulnerable, and he was, I think he was vulnerable enough in that match to have been cashed in on. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Which is why it should have been a cakewalk. Like, literally, it should have been, he's down, Theory runs in. The guy's (laughs) held the U.S. title before. He wasn't a bad U.S. champion. I know they're sending him to NXT. I I still think that there's an outside chance that they're doing something with Kevin Owens still with it. They hinted at it at one point. Kevin Owens had that whole promo with him, talking to him, that talked about how you've got so much potential. It's going to be so great to see what you can do when things aren't just given to you. I think that this is a tear him down to build him back up situation. And I think Kevin Owens is the one they're going to do it with. Um, I don't have a whole lot of evidence behind it other than that promo. And that promo might have just been a throwaway. I don't know. But to me, that sounded like uh, here's where we start the breaking you down so we can build you back up story. Well, yeah, he was he was just thrown together wrong by Vince. Um, chosen ones don't tend to work too well for Vince, and and that's not against Drew, but Drew as a chosen one didn't work. the The problem with, especially with Vince involved, as soon as fans see Vince say, "This guy is the guy," fans turn on them. Yeah. Um, they did it with Drew. They did it with with uh uh Cena. Yeah. They did it with Roman. They, they and then they do you know, as long as Vince's hands are off, people can grow. But as soon as the fans saw the the talons of Vince in on these guys, um, whether it was Overtly stated in the case of Austin Theory and and uh, Drew, or more implied in the case of Roman and Roman Seth, and, Roman and, and John. Uh, John. Um, they just tend to respond. They get their hackles all up and like, nope, fuck this. I hate this person. Um, but that's why I just feel like this was. Let's tear him down. We think he eventually will be a star, but not just yet. So let's tear him down and rebuild him again. You you, you have to have a reason to be a star. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how else to say that other than you have to have a reason to be a star. Yeah. Um, well, and he's got he's I. 
agree. He's got everything it's going to take to be a top player in in the sport, right? He's got the skills. Yeah. He's got the look. He's got the charisma. He just has to get everything put together in the right way. And that hasn't come together yet. Um, and it wasn't coming together, you know, as much as I enjoyed him as part of Johnny Gargano's The Way, that wasn't really building him up. He was kind of a bit player, you know, there. That was going to kind of keep him in that secondary. But he was learning. I think that's yeah. where part of the problem is. He's got everything he would need to go farther, except he's still just learning. And I think they need to let him learn a little bit longer. I think someone like KO is a really good example of someone that he could learn a lot from. You know? So. Uh, otherwise, uh, they set the first War Games match for Survivor Series. So, uh, Damage Control versus uh, Bianca Belair, uh, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, um, Nikki Cross came out and joined damage control so there's four on that side there's going to be a fourth on the other side we don't know who just yet we'll find out odd to have nikki cross join damage control i don't but i think i think the the wild card is is the point i don't think she's joined them i think temporarily they're on uh, in the same path that she's going um, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is is yeah. I think, um, I think and I think they can tell a really good parties. story at the War Games match of her basically not being on any side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah she's I mean, on damage control side, but what is she doing? She just kicked, you know, Bailey Dakota in the Kai face. in the face, or Dakota Kai in, in the face, face. Yeah. exactly. Um, why also, did she? Why did she bite you? You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an important uh, side note to this, Nikki Cross did defeat Dana Brooke to become the 24-7 champion. And then in the backstage segment, casually just uh, tossed it in the trash. Baka, 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 So I guess the 24-7 championship is done. Um, I mean, if you wanted to have somebody who would do that... That's a good... We've, we've mentioned before, certain characters don't need to be championship motivated. Her character is one of those... Yeah, this character is This particular character, yes. yes. Is one of those that doesn't have to be championship. This is a bold take, Like, he's, he's wrong? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean if, if Vince McMahon wrote it, then yeah, you know, AJ Styles would be a good little employee and be like, okay, wait, I guess wait, I'll is, is he subscribed to Ryback. Um, <laughs> um, Shelton Benjamin would easily just say, okay, if you want me to lose to Ryback, I would. Now, if it were a legit shoot, Shelton Benjamin would wipe the floor with 90% of the roster. Yes, his grappling abilities are... Um, including AJ Styles, probably. Like, AJ Styles is a hell of a performer, but in a shoot fight, I'd put my money on Shelton Benjamin. Every day. Yeah. Not Brock. 
don't yeah, you, Brock, Brock, Bobby Lashley, uh, Chad Gable would be maybe a toss up. Um, if there's striking involved, probably, probably Shelton. In that yeah. Um, uh, if Kurt Angle was still around, Kurt Angle, you know, uh, definitely. Um, Matt Riddle, probably get a win over Shelton. But, uh, but, I, you know, I don't know. History there. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's many others that I would choose over Shelton. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Shelton would get Batista bombed. Nah. Bro. Not a chance. <laughs> not, not in a shoot fight. Again, Shelton would be a good little little employee if they said, "Hey, you're gonna go out and get Batista bombed by Ryback," which I don't know why that would happen, but you know, uh, I guess. But if this were a shoot fight, man, no, Shelton would wipe the floor. Um, I'm just going down the list of of people. Uh, Gable Steveson. Assuming he's still under contract, yeah, uh, yeah, but he would, he would, he would be certain. He currently would be Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, he would at least put put him through through a, a workout. Um, um, scrolling. Um. Again, all about if if it were scripted, man, sure. Um, if it were not scripted, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I guess we don't know you, so. Uh, yeah, I literally don't know. If it were scripted, yeah. I mean, if if they wrote a script and said, I want, you know, Dustin 6204 to beat Drew McIntyre or Braun Strowman, sure, it would happen, right, if they wrote the script. Um Scripting is wonderful stuff. Just uh, scroll, scrolling down to see if there's another person that I'm like, I do not think in a shoot fight. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much... I mean, I guess uh, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey would probably uh, hold their own. Against like Shelton Benjamin? Yeah, I'm not saying... I'm not saying they'd win, win definitively. Uh, but I think they'd they'd be able to hold their own, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going. I'm even on the NXT roster, and I don't see anyone there that I would. Yes, keep telling yourself that, and also make sure to write your wrist list for Santa Claus, um, and the Easter Bunny. Make sure that they know that you've been a good little boy. And to bring you lots of gifts and candy this year. Anyways, um, what else happened on Raw? Uh, uh, Bloodline defeated the New Day and Matt Riddle. There's a whole lot of bong jokes before that one started too. 
I don't know if I'm tired of the bong jokes yet or not. You're not tired of them. I might not be tired of them. Uh, we got to see Cedric Alexander for the first time in, like, months. Um, he lost to Baron Corbin, but we got to see him. So there's that. Um, Otis defeated Elias. Uh, Miz defeated Johnny Gargano. After Johnny Gargano exposed more hidden footage of Miz uh, admitting he paid off Dexter Loomis. So... Yeah. You got paid? Name the movie. Do you know what it's from? Uh, I feel like I should. It's a really bad movie, but I know you've watched it. Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense, but I, I can't place it right now. Zangief, Street Fighter. That's right, yep. Um, uh, Here's a fun, fun little side effect, side note. My wife unironically loves that movie. <laughs> she thinks it's a great movie. Um, <laughs> the, the bad one? The bad one, yes. I don't know if you can even say that. Have you seen the Chun-Li movie they came out with? It's also quite bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we can even say there's a good Street Fighter movie. Um, uh, SmackDown, what else? Uh, Usos beat the New Day. Um, oh, they started the SmackDown World Cup, which means we got to see Braun Strowman beat Jinder Mahal. Poor Ginger. Uh, Santos Escobar defeated Shinsuke. Uh, Shotzi did a six-pack challenge versus Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville, Ra Raquel Rodriguez, and Zia Lee, uh, and won to be the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's title. And then backstage got choked out by Shayna Baszler. So. They, ha they have, as we were predicting, teamed up Shayna Baszler and uh, Ronda Rousey made them of uh, the vicious mean girls backstage. Fantastic. If JLB was here, I would rub his face in it. You thought they were building up to a feud between the two. They might still eventually do. I mean, anytime I mean, you team two people up, have to, right? they eventually turn on each other. So, you know. Um, that's eight. We already talked about Sarah Logan showing up and attacking uh, Legato del Fantasma. I'm, I'm excited for where that group goes. Um, I, I don't think they'll be given as much credit as they deserve regardless. But And then the weird turn. Here's the one I want to talk about a bit. Okay. Who had Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight on there? Uh, Who had him inviting L.A. Knight for, to be for this fucking? Yeah, was he? He wasn't on my bingo card. It was not on my bingo card. Um, I'm not complaining about it. 
just didn't see it coming. Like, if you were to say, hey, who do you think Bray Wyatt's first feud coming back is going to be? I'm like, I don't know, Gunther? Uh, maybe maybe he'll go after Roman? I don't know. I mean, you want to? You really want to show off what LA Knight can do with a mic? I suppose. Yeah. Uh, fun piece of trivia I learned. Do you know LA Knight did all the mocap for the video games? Yeah, I saw him talking about that. Uh, the 619 and everything. Yeah, so if you see, you know, the ring entrances, if you see the, the Batista ring entrance on... WWE 2K22. Done by LA Knight. That's LA Knight. You see the Rey Mysterio? Done by LA Knight. Does them all. Mind-boggling, isn't it? So. Moving over to AEW. Um, started off with an eight-man tag match. The Acclaimed and Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler FTR versus Swerve in Our Glory and Austin and Colton Gunn. They're really coming on thick with the um, can Swerve and Keith Lee work together uh, because Swerve uh, committed assault on um, uh, Billy Gunn and broke his fingers. And Keith Lee's not really about that life. Yeah, um... See Billy Gunn come just flying out there though. Yeah, oh, he, he was not not I, waiting I mean, around. I was really, I was thoroughly expecting a uh, a Titus O'Neil moment there. It was he's fast. Yep, fast and big. But uh, just like beelines right between the two of them, it, it was great. And and the rap. <laughs> Rap was fantastic. Uh, then we had All Ego Ethan Page versus the Mad King in the first round of the Men's World Title Eliminator match. Um, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, when we talked about it last, most of us pretty much thought Ego uh, Ethan Page was going to win. Um, and he did. Uh, but it was still a good match. Fun match. Uh, Wardlow had his open challenge, and Ari Davari tried to to uh, bribe him with um, his assistant, not the money. Assistant standing there with the money, and he's like, "You will have use of my assistant." And Wardlow didn't care. I Hit love the a... use of my assistant. So you don't even like get to have your own assistant paid for by me. You just. Mm. Have my assistant occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the match, he called out Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs came out onto the the ramp to kind of talk to him for a bit. And then Samoa Joe turned on Wardlow and choked him out. But it wasn't like he was on the side of, of Hobbs. No, he just was against Wardlow. He's just anti- well, I think people. <laughs> I think there's something that Wardlow said. I don't have the transcript in front of me, but he said something about like the TNT title being, being the premier title, um, better than the Ring of Honor TV title or whatever. Uh, and I think Samoa Joe took 
took offense to that. Yeah. Um, they had a, a face-off between Britt and Soraya, where Soraya officially announced she's cleared that to she fight. She is cleared to fight, and that her first match back will be against Britt Baker at Full Gear. That's exciting. I don't care who you are. That's fun stuff right there. Yeah. Here's what I saw someone, someone writing and uh, their whole thing was, you know, when people say that they're not excited about Soraya coming back, but they were excited about uh, Brian Danielson coming back and, and um, uh, Sting coming back and, you know, all these and they're like, why aren't you excited about her coming back? And and his whole argument was just that uh, Soraya just doesn't impress me. There are a lot of women wrestlers that are better than her. And I don't necessarily disagree with it, but it's not just about how good she is um, in the ring. It's how good she is on the mic, but also what she brings to the table as a whole, Right. Um, she brings a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge to the table. I will also say that she, and we give her credit for the mic. It's not like she's had all good promos. There are better women in AEW to cut promos. She's very good at bouncing. I think she could elevate, say, a Ruby Soho in a huge Mm -hmm. feud. That's what Um, she does. Yeah, I I don't know that she's... We've seen what happened when she was when she was the spokesperson for um, the Kabuki Warriors. Um, those promos were bad, mm-hmm. but she didn't have anybody to bounce it off of. Well, they also were scripted promos. Um, there is something to be said there too. Yeah, where where it's like this one was a really good promo, and it was an unscripted promo. Correct. Like it was bullet pointed, obviously. Um, I'm just giving people their defenses. But you know, my point is, I, uh, it's not just about one thing. It's about the total package. Well, it's about Lex Luger. Total package, right back there. Total package. <laughs> um, it, and and she brings so much more than just performance to it. But the performance is another thing. It's the same thing I said about Madison Rain. Right, Madison Rain was never the best women's wrestler. She wasn't the best women's wrestler in TNA, you know? No, she wasn't the best women's wrestler in her group in Beautiful People. Yeah, but she brings experience and knowledge to the locker room to help all of these younger people. And the importance of experience and knowledge cannot be understated. Go back and watch early Dynamites, right? And watch Britt Baker come out. And kind of stumble around, right? And try to deliver promos and not know where the hard cam really is. And Correct. and kind of not have a, a sense of her character yet and and all of this stuff. And then eventually... A little training goes a long way there. Yeah, there was a moment, if you watch it, you know, again, you can almost spot the moment where things clicked all of a sudden with Britt Baker. And she knew what she was doing now. And she became a lot more well-rounded. Now, WWE, as part of their performance center, is promo class. 
where they take people aside and they teach them about promos and they teach them about how to find the hard cam and, and you know, how to develop your character and all this stuff. AEW doesn't really have that. What they have are people like Madison Rain and now Soraya backstage in the locker room, able to help them out, able to go out into the ring with them and help them through a promo like this. And help them out. And that's the deal. It's about the total package that she brings to the table, not just whether yes. she's the best women's wrestler in the ring. Because I agree, she's not. She's not my favorite. Uh, she no. wasn't my favorite back in the day. She's not going to be my favorite now. Um, but what she brings to, the knowledge that she brings to, I can't probably point to her quite, because she's right by me, uh, Hikaru Shida, who was champion in AEW during the pandemic and never got to defend her belt in front of a full crowd. And that's a shame. But in a way, it's also was probably the best case scenario for her because her English isn't particularly great. It's getting a lot better if you follow her on Instagram or Twitter. She posts a lot of her English studies there and she learns to get better. Um, but like her character was just, I'm really good at wrestling. Yes. And we've seen lots of really good at wrestling characters over the years and they tend not to do very good unless they are also good at other things good at finding the light good at finding the hard cam good at promos right and those are the things that a madison rain and a soraya bring to the table and they can help out hikaru shida and ty conti and they can help out Britt baker and they can help out jade cargill and nyla rose um They'll help them all out. So uh, I'm going to take a break before I talk a little bit more about it to do my next pack. Your next pack. Another Omos card. Yay. Another Jimmy Uso. Also yay. A fairly nice Drew McIntyre. This is one of the select cards, so it's. Not I don't like him as a face. I wish he would go back to the Scottish psychopath, but. And then my chase card in this particular pack. A hollow NXT 2.0 Mandy Rose. That is a keeper. A nice pack in the end. Yeah, all in all, not a bad pack. I'm getting mine open here. Uh, upper deck, man. They're solid on these cards. There we go. All right. We have a hangman. That's a good one. We have. What is this? 
this? What's this? So this is a thicker card. There's only five in this pack. Oh, so that's going to be a probably one of the um, cards that includes... It's a um, high-gloss Penelope Ford. Uh, that little square in the middle there is probably a piece of fabric from her ring gear. Oh, it is. Yep, so you've got, you've got a really nice chase card with some... That's a chase card, huh? Mm-hmm. That is cool. That's a very nice one. Tag teams, Butcher and Blade. A Ray Phoenix AEW Magazine card. And a Main Features Ortiz. That's a cool card, though, right there. Yeah, Actual pieces nice of card. ring gear. That's a... It's a very nice get there. I do not think... Folks, that might that. actually smell like Penelope Ford. I, mean, I don't I, know. I'm not going to snip it. I cannot <laughs> confirm that in any way, shape, or form. So, Um... Back to the AEW. Trent Beretta versus Jay Lethal. Um, there was a really great moment backstage that I loved. Uh, and I wish I could find the transcript of it. But they showed a backstage segment where uh, Jay Lethal sat down with him and Sanjay Dutt were standing backstage and they were... Uh, uh, paying off um, the guy who attacked the best friends last week, and I can't remember, Cole Carter. Okay. Anyways. Um, and uh, the best friends walked in, and Orange Cassidy up to up at the front, and he says a little bit of something, and then... Uh, uh, Sanjay Dutt starts going off on, oh, you think you're so tough? You think you're so tough? If you think you're tough, you're going to face Cole Carter on Rampage for the... And before he can even finish, uh, Orange Cassidy's like, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just love that he's like, it's good. We'll do this. Yeah. No problem. Anyways. And then after that, Trent Beretta challenged Jay Lethal. Uh, Dan Housen was out there with him. Uh, attempted to curse um, Sanjay Dutt. Uh, Satnam Singh came up behind him, uh, but first, I, if I'm correct, he uh, hit Sanjay Dutt in the nuts first, and then Satnam Singh headbutted Dan Housen, and uh, Trent lost to the lethal injection. Uh, Jeff Jarrett then came out. And my brain went, uh... Were you disappointed after the fact? Yeah, I just, like... I don't have a problem with him being backstage. He does have something to bring to the table from a wrestling mind's perspective. Uh, from a helping-to-arrange-live-events perspective. I get that and everything. But... Not once in 30 years of paying attention to professional wrestling 
have I given a shit about Jeff Jarrett on my screen? Um, and this was another example of it. Um, I I will uh, give him one one point though. Because uh, he said Satnam Singh is a real monster, not some fake monster in red skinny jeans, um, which was a, a not so subtle dig at Braun Strowman. That was fun. But uh, he then challenged Sting and Darby Allen to a match. It's going to be uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus Sting and Darby Allen at Full Gear. Um. Because, you know, the whole world was dying to see Sting and Jeff Jarrett wrestle again. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I do not. Jarrett helped carry Flair's last match. Word knows Flair didn't. Uh, Jungle Boy uh, challenged Cajun Luchasaurus, specifically Luchasaurus, to Rampage. John Moxley came out and delivered a speech about MJF. It was good. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue. I am trying to figure out the MJF swerve. There is no fucking way. He's being this tweener face. No. There is no fucking way. I think the swerve, to me, if I'm writing it, the swerve is simple. Uh, Come the match, it's going to turn out that the firm was on his side the whole time. Um, It's it's basically the Eric Bischoff swerve. Eric Bischoff playing the face commentator uh, and and CEO of the company and all of this stuff when the NWO invaded and then turns out he was part of it the whole time. That's what this is going to be, is that at the pay-per-view there's going to be a whole thing backstage about MJF you know, uh, trying to ban the firm from ringside and all this stuff. He's already promised he's not going to use the diamond ring to win. Uh, All of this stuff. And then in the match... Uh, there's gonna, excuse me. So there's gonna, gonna be a pass in the uh, ring. <laughs> yeah. There's gonna be a ref distraction. The firm's gonna come in and attack Moxley. Hand him the ring. He's gonna hit Moxley with the ring. Jeez, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. And uh, cement himself as the heel who beat the 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 main guy by cheating. That's the way I look at it. I mean, that's the way that makes sense. I don't know how you could do anything but that. Um, You then had Alex Marvez trying to interview Absolute Ricky Starks before Lance Archer just beat the tar out of him. And They then later announced that the uh, Ricky Starks match for Rampage... Uh, will not take place and has been replaced. And then you have the main event, Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara in a two out of three falls match. 
And I thought this was a very, very good main event. And I know everyone's out to give me shock. <gasps> I, <coughs> Mark, I think the AEW, AEW Mark thought this was a great main event. I think this is an example of something we've talked about numerous times where AEW, the heyday of wrestling, the Attitude Era, was exceptional, top of the line. I can believe you're the, the AEW champion, or the, in that time, the WWE champion. Um, and I can also believe the other seven guys can be the WWE champion. I think AEW is knocking on the cusp of that with their booking. Mm-hmm. Now it takes title movement. And and I don't know if they're afraid to do that. I think there's a lot of people who think they're afraid to do that. I and... think I think they can get away with it without title movement with a heel champion. Because here's heel champions can help put off title movement cheat, a bit. Yeah. Because they cheat to win. You establish someone so-and-so would have won. Brian Danielson would have beat MJF if MJF didn't cheat. You know, Moxley would have beat MJF if MJF didn't cheat. Um, But, like, this is a perfect example. This was a match, two out of three falls match, right? And uh, right off the bat, Sam McVara throws a chair at at, at, uh, Brian Danielson's face and gets the DQ, right? So Danielson gets a one nothing lead on a DQ. A rare DQ in AEW, by the way. Yes. Um, but a DQ. Well, he thought it gave him an advantage for the other gave two. Gave him an advantage for the other two falls. I'll give up I'll give up this one fall and hopefully get two more falls out of this. Um and he almost did. He got one fall. Uh but was not able to get that second fall. Um, and, but, I mean, this was, I don't know how long this match was. It had to be a good 20-minute match, right? Uh, the problem with that theory, though, right now, is their top guy, payroll, on screen, in the title, is not a heel. He's a tweener face. Right now. Oh, you think MJF's the guy that they carry that with? MJF's the guy they carry it with. Okay. MJF's the heel who's going to be the champion. I think I... that opens up a lot of room. Yeah. I also, I I want more title movement, and I know you're okay with, mm-hmm. with not... I'm I'm okay with title movement as long as it makes sense. As long as yeah, I don't want random. I don't want first. We I don't want first blood Kane. Yeah, first we need to establish (laughs) some more people to be up that at that level, which is what I think they're doing. They're putting Danielson up where he can be a legitimate challenger. Mox is already up there, right? Kenny Uh, Omega will be. Kenny Omega will be when he comes back. Hangman's Uh, already up there. Hangman's already up there. Um, especially if they bring back. A more ruthless hangman. Uh, Jungle Boy's knocking on the door. Um, Wardlow's knocking on the door. A little bit more time with the the uh, TNT title, and then drop it, and he's he's about ready for that. So they're building some people up. Joe, but again, Smojo, maybe. Uh, Joe, I I suspicion Joe is going to to head to Ring of Honor. 
I think, but he can be one of the guys who takes one of those cheap, cheap losses. He could, he could. I think he's going to be. I think they're what they're going to build up to is uh, Wardlow versus Joe for a while to elevate Wardlow, um, and then Joe heading off to be Ring of Honor exclusive. Um, but I, I suspicion in some ways that Ring of Honor is going to be uh, the way the place they tend to to throw a lot of their legacy wrestlers to help elevate the new wrestlers coming there and the feeder system. Anyways. Sure. Sure. Um, but uh, it was still Jericho a really great match. Is still up there. Jericho's still up there. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, there's, there's a ton of people that are still up there. Adam, Adam Cole, Cole, when he comes back, he comes will back. be up there. Bebe. Uh, Sorry. Adam yeah, Cole. Mr. Bebe. Adam Cole. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Bebe will be up there. Um, uh, the the Malachi Black will be up there um, after they give him. I, just, I mean, they they've got to give him a few feuds, but I think he'll be up there. Miro will be elevated up there. I'm not saying weekly title changes. I'm saying more than one a quarter for a while, and then have a six month stint or a six month stint coming up. We've had three in in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because CM Punk fucked yeah. himself, but I think I think the key for me is going to be when you get to be less predictable, and I think, frankly, getting it on to MJF is the easiest way. It's a predictable way to do it, but once it's on MJF, you have no clue what's coming. It's a lot harder to 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 plan, you know what I mean. A lot harder to predict as a fan, and that's where movement can be a, a win there. Um, but then we moved on to Rampage, and again, like I say, not against Rampage. I still have it on my DVR because I'm going to rewatch it. Uh, but I was I was so exhausted on Friday, so exhausted yesterday. I fell asleep on the couch. And my wife, uh, when it was time to take my daughter up to bed, uh, decided just to leave me on the couch. <laughs> You're asleep. I'm not going to wake you. So I woke up middle of the night on the couch. Uh, You're like, huh. Okay. I suppose, I suppose I'm here now. Yep. And then went back to bed. Uh, but you start off with Luchasaurus and, and Christian Cage in the ring. They talked smack to Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry comes in and then gets beat up. Um, Death That'll Triangle. Be, is it, are they going gauntlet, you think, with that? Or what do you think they're going to do? Well, there? Christian Cage is still Handicap? at least officially injured. He's got his arm still in a sling. So um, I think, if I remember correctly, they announced afterwards... That it's going to be Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus in a cage at full gear. So, um, they had Death Triangle do an interview backstage, and Pac basically says we need to use any means necessary to defend our belt, including this little tiny hammer. Um, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had the machine. Versus, uh, that's Brian Cage, if, if you if I don't know his nickname. Versus Dante Martin. Uh, so a, a classic big guy versus quick little guy. 
Um, but in the end, this was uh, one of the world title eliminator quarterfinal matches. Uh, and Brian Cage was able to hit the Weapon X to win. Um, and the Weapon X is basically the Steiner screwdriver. Uh, and uh, that's a wicked move. Uh, you had Roosh versus Bandito in the other quarterfinal eliminator match. Um, and, uh, Roosh almost won it, but then, uh, tried to distract Aubrey Edwards and Jose, the assistant tried to demask Bandito and John Silver came in and saved and Bandito was able to roll up and pin Roosh. So that's a, that's a, um, upset in my book. I yeah, really expected I mean, Roosh to be the victor there. Roosh hasn't been there long, but... Neither is Bandito, and so yeah. I kind of figure this is where they're building Roosh up. I think Roosh has done quite a bit to build himself up, though, so... Yeah. And then the main event was the All-Atlantic Open Championship match. Orange Cassidy versus Lee Johnson. This was the one uh, challenged before. But what I re- <laughs> they did the backstage segment with uh, Mark Henry, and he talked to to QT Marshall in the factory with Lee Johnson there, and Lee Johnson said a bunch of stuff, and then they went to Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy just was like, "Yeah, whatever." Well, looks like there's been enough talking here. It's time for the main event. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Henry was like, "Man, that's my." I get to say that. It's time for the main event. Uh, and so, to no one's surprise, they did not have Lee Johnson beat Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship match. So, so that was AEW for the week. And WWE for the week. And WWE. And now I'm going to open another pack. I still got three packs to go. I still have five packs to go. We can do two packs here. Two packs. I like two packs. I think I've already got a Kushida, but I am happy to take another one. This one's a good card. It's not a chase card in any way, but it's still a very, very good. The Rock. Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Rock the Dwayne Johnson. I've got a Farouk. Damn. Damn. And then my chase card in this pack. A Orange Select China. It's a nice one. What you got? They need to work on their duplicates. But my chases are really cool. So I'll start with duplicate of the Butcher and Blade tag teams. That one's less of my concern. A coach's card, Julie Blanchard. No longer with AEW. Well, that we know of. I guess I shouldn't say that. A Ray Phoenix, 
Nice. Another Green Phoenix. I have a gold and a blue. Identical cards again. Miro. Gold and blue. And these are not the magazine sets. Mm-hmm. So you can fill out a set pretty easily with these guys. Hey, this one I love. Also, somebody I think should be in the world title picture that is not currently, but has been. Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky, yeah. The second of the Roads to Success, Dustin. Dustin, of that famous match. Yes. Blood, blood, blood. You can still see something in in his hair there. And then this is a UD canvas. So it's actually made on canvas of Miro. Um, That's pretty cool. They have some really cool, unique cards here. These are well worth getting. If I can suggest... They're well worth getting, even though that you're going to need a, a large box set because you're going to need to suggest it to my wife. I can do that for you if you need. I'm going to take her to Bronco Burr. We, we can talk boot again. What? You, you'd uh, you'd be have better luck taking her to Five Guys. I, I would not be disappointed with that. Since I have a few more cards than you, I'm going to open another pack. I got another Dax Harwood. Nice. Or did I... Was my other one Dax? No, the other one... I have the whole tag team. Then. I have a tag team's card. The Bucks. The Bucks. That's a good one. I have another Scorpio Sky. I don't know if my other one was was also gold, but this is a gold Scorpio Sky, and the other one was a blue, maybe. If it's a blue. Um, That's a chase card. That's a chase card. I have a magazine card with the FTW Championship. We just talked about him. Yep. Machine, Brian Cage. Machine, Brian Cage. Another Penelope Ford. This is not the fabric one. And a blue Lance Archer. And, And then my two chase cards are a foil bunny. Also, nice. note the the name on there is the. Yes. Yeah. Odd that she shares the same first name with both her husband and her husband's, husband's tag, tag partner. partner. Yeah. That's... Team the. There. Got to be awkward. And then a main feature, who's probably less of a main feature now. That's a little shirt. bit less, yeah. So, there's that. 
Very nice. No signature card still, but that fabric card's pretty cool. Green gear fabric. Mm -hmm. And if only you had, you know, three more boxes to open eventually. Well, I don't have three more. Two more boxes, excuse me. And I'm not done with this box. Yes. I got OCD distracted, so I'm doing a little quick sorting. But, but anyways, so I thought, I thought wrestling wise, this week was a decent week. Absolutely. Um, there were a few big surprises to make this week pop a bit, but all told, this was. This was just a solid week. Like, nothing huge happened in any of them. Uh, but also, nothing disappointing happened in any of yeah, them. Yeah, it wasn't... Uh, it was not the epitome of wrestling this week. The epitome of sports. Entertainers. Anyways. But I thought it was a good week. I thought it was a good week. It was it was entertaining all in all. Uh, so they sucked. So it looks like the the either Survivor Series match or the War Games match is going to be Usos versus Brawling Brutes and Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, I think based on what I've been reading, uh, it's not an either or that the the survivor series is going to be a war games match i don't think there's going to be an either you survivor they, series they discovered that war games was a better concept well i think it's i think so much of it's just about being fresh right that uh survivor series has gotten stale which you know it pretty much has so let's get it exciting again uh, by just having some more games matches. Um, especially with the concept of them getting rid of, potentially getting rid of, I should say, themed pay-per-views um, in the near future. That's a fair, fair assessment. But... Are we are we calling this thing to a close? Do I need to open my other packs? Yeah, I think that's what we're gonna start doing here. So let's let's just finish this with a bang and open the rest of our packs. Okay. I have two more. You've got what three? Three more. Yep. Another Blair Davenport. Still not a fan of that particular picture. I think it's a weird picture. Yes, uh -huh. I think I, I, I don't think it lays well. Um, a Undertaker. That's cool. That was not shabby at all. A Gigi Dolan. Is this silver? This might be a silver hollow. I'm gonna have to look closer at that one. And then my chase card for that pack. A really nice select dewdrop. 
Very cool. All right, my first one. A Tony Chavone. Skiavone. Skiavone. Closing out the rest of Pride and Proud and Powerful, who no longer is a tag. Cynthia. And AEW Magazine cover. Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. A gold John Silver. He's so hungry, he's gonna he's gonna eat that card. Oh, gonna be hard to keep his marks away from this one. Chris Statlander. She's right back there. She's by the best friends. A blue Cody Rose. Cody Rose. <laughs> My second canvas card. UD Canvas. Brody. Nice one. This is not a tribute card, so this is very, very cool. And then a top rope, Joey Janela. Very nice. Well, I see your Tony Schiavone and raise you a Michael Cole. Is that really a raise? I don't. I don't. I don't know. You're probably right. It's not. <laughs> um, I have a base solo Sikoa. A base Rickia Ripley. And a prismatic silver Alexa Bliss. That's very cool. That makes me happy. But no no autographs or anything in this. That makes me a little sad. I finally have one that definitively lands negative versus some of yours. Yeah. I'm not going to start with it, though. I'm going to start with Blue Line, Sean Spears, the chairman. Blue Line, Ocho, Le Champion. Le Champion. Christopher Jericho. This is the one that I think will compete with some of your lessers. Blue line. Brandy Rose. Brandy Rose. No Rose. Oh, that's a Rose one? Yep, yep. They look so similar. Tag teams. Do the song. Best friends. An AEW magazine cover. The hardest card to keep from you. It's dang. I put that right behind, right below a Tony Schiavone in a holder. Another AEW magazine cover. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. 
Koka bena. Boom, boom. Koka bena. A foil. Cabana. Nice foil, Cabana. And a main feature, Dustin Rhodes. If only we had those before we met Colt Cabana. Yes, we would have had Colt Cabana signs those. Signe those. Yes. So can you please signe this? After you five-star frog splash, my friend. I still didn't do that. I'm still in. I should have taken him up on it. We had the money. Oh, yeah. We we can build it. All right. Going to sort through and make sure that my chase cards are, in fact, chases. That's interesting. They have several different poses for the same wrestlers, which is kind of fun. First one. Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs. What's her name? Hikaru. Uh, uh, it's uh, uh she's uh what she, I can I can see what she's wearing. She was um, that's forever gonna be a thing on this show. <laughs> I can see exactly. She's wearing red. She was wearing red. Mister Anderson. Yes, not not to be confused with Brock. Yes. <sighs> Another Dustin. A gold line. Adam Page. A silver main features. Sammy Guevara. I did not notice the foil can be different on these main features. Mm -hmm. And the reason I didn't notice it, because I think this is my very first gold main features. That's a nice main feature. Dr. Britt Baker. And a magazine cover that it will, again, be very, very difficult to keep away from Smarks. Hey. <laughs> That's a nice card. That was a very nice card. It was a very nice set you got. Yeah, those I think are more fun than, and I think that's probably why they sell out so much. Yeah. I hope they're as limited as, as the ability to get them is. I, uh, I know the card stores I've gone into here look at me with blank faces when I would say, yeah, Upper Deck AEW cards, are you going to get those in? What? The upper deck, all elite wrestling. People don't still buy upper deck cards. We, Come on, man. We've got some WWE cards over. No. No, I want the big company. My company is owned by a legitimate billionaire. 
or I mean, a billion dollars is a billion dollars, isn't it? Yeah. Unless it's a Bitcoin billion dollars. Yeah, that that person doesn't count. Well, he's no longer a Bitcoin billionaire, that's for certain. I mean, unless he had a lot more of it, because it's not like Bitcoin's gone. Uh, this particular guy I'm referring to, it is gone. Okay. He was the uh, the owner of the ATX. wasn't Bitcoin, but it was a crypto exchange. Um, owner and operator of it. And, um, well, let's just say his entire thing um, would have made uh, Bernie Madoff proud. Um, oh. And he was worth... 19 billion before Thursday and uh his net worth last I checked after Thursday was I mean I'm not saying he's broke but it was his total net worth was in the millions now in the like tens of millions or hundreds of millions I think low hundreds but Still, still, to go for I mean, 90... an 80% hit is an 80% hit. Yeah, it was 95% of his uh, net worth vanished uh, almost overnight. Um, because it, it turned out he had to close down the exchange uh, because he did not have enough liquidity to cover all of the withdrawals. Oh, for people leaving the market. Yes. Um, because Bitcoin and all cryptos are inherently imaginary. Yeah. Like the dollar, yen, and franc are, they're just supported by a government. Yes. Um, you know that FDIC thing? Yeah. They'll print more to get you out of the problem. And he can't print more Bitcoin to get people out of their cash out. I want the problem gone. Now, the problem with Bitcoin, if you try and sell a Bitcoin, somebody has to have a Bitcoin. Somebody has to buy the Bitcoin for you to sell it. Yeah. That specific one. Mm -hmm. I would assume this is like Dogecoin or something that this guy had. Uh, This was uh, Ethereum. Okay. It was one of the other ones. You're you're correct. It was not a Bitcoin. However, it was considered the third largest crypto currency. Behind Doge behind Doge and, and uh, ab- above Do- Doge. Doge is oh, not really? actually very high in the grand scheme of things. Um, it was more of a meme coin. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any any. Uh any cryptocurrency uh if i was going to do it i would do it in the safest there is and that's bitcoin um it will continue to exist it may not be worth anything um i i will say this um it it absolutely does not continue necessarily continue to exist because again there is no physical object for bitcoin yes right it is entirely digital and there already have been Bitcoin millionaires who have lost everything because they lost the the key, effectively. Um, Correct. 
the crypto key to get into it. And because they no longer had the key, they couldn't sell when they, they wanted to sell. Couldn't get into it at all. And there's no other way to get into it without that. Except your key. Except your key. Exactly. Uh, Yorkie, you got a dog? Yorkies, yes. Yorkies are the key to get into it. Um, and so this person had, I want to say like $800 million in crypto that just vanished. Like, and legitimately vanished because no one can get to it. Um, it might as well not exist. Um, because the way crypto is hexed and everything if you don't have your key no there's no bank manager that can validate your identity and get you in you are out forever bitcoin is nearly down to its pre-covid levels yeah What was the name of that? Anyways, this guy. The 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 sad thing is, I will say it from this standpoint. Um. I don't normally feel too bad for crypto bros. Um, but in the case of this guy, I kind of feel a little bit bad for them. Uh, because anyone, and I mean anyone who chose to invest with his, with this particular crypto, lost it all. All of it. It's gone. Right? The value is in inherently gone because the exchange has closed, right? Uh, so think of it like the bank. The bank that had all of this money no longer exists. And again, there's no FDIC, no federal backing for it. Just gone. Nope. So if you invested all of your money in this particular crypto... He lost a lot, but is still a multimillionaire. You are likely not so lucky. Well, Ethereum still exists. This, I don't think it was Ethereum. I was trying to look it up. It was one of the big ones. Um, but this was the only one it traded on officially, right? This was the, this was the housing, the exchange for it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. It must be USD coins. Uh, FTX. That's the one it was. FTX exchange. Oh, this is a new it one. filed USD for USD Chapter USD. 11 uh, after closing its door. 
$477 million was missing from the exchange. Um, until recently, FTX was one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges. It was already short billions of dollars when it sought bankruptcy and then found out all of that stuff. Had ten to fifty billion dollars of assets listed, more than a hundred and thirty affiliated companies around the world. But again, to all of those people that invested in it, it's gone because that exchange is imaginary. Correct. And by imaginary, I mean does not have any physical fudge. Value. Physical, yes. Like, like you said, all currency is inherently imaginary. It it only has value because the uh, people behind it give it value, right? But they guarantee its value. So, the United States government says. Our money is worth something because we guarantee it's worth something, right? Um, but if the American economy collapses, the money becomes worthless. That's what happened with this. This in inherently became worthless. Overnight. Because he was doing shady shit with it. And the real scary thing with it is uh, he's probably not going to ever face any charges over it. Uh, In effect, doesn't that make... When, when, you're, when you're backing it, not by the other, the other people in the market. Because anytime you have a market, like even the Dow Jones, that's not, none of that money, none of those investments are secured. Mm-hmm. By anything, except for the, the volume of other people, and so if an Ethereum or a, a, an organization like that um, makes that, if the creator makes money off of selling it, in effect, not guaranteeing it. That, that to me sounds that sounds a lot like a uh, Ponzi scheme. That's why I said Bernie Madoff would be proud. This was a Ponzi scheme. It's one hundred percent ended versus, up being a Ponzi scheme. versus like Bitcoin, where it's actually a hundred percent of that is owned by its its people. Bit Bitcoin Bitcoin isn't owned by anyone because of the Correct. way it. The way it's it's not real, but it, the way it's, it's created blockchain. Is, it's blockchain yeah. transaction, uh, but uh, it's backed by the part of where crypto gets its value is it's backed by stocks, right? Yeah, it's backed by a the number of people buying it. Well, not just the number of people buying it, but investments made in its names, the crypto, the all of that stuff. The value that it generates is used in uh, in investments to generate more value gotcha. for it. Um, this was much the same, except the investments 
disappeared. <laughs> um, mostly because the investments did not exist. Um, you know, like you like you mentioned with the Ponzi scheme, that's effectively what it was. You know, with a Ponzi scheme, you uh, borrow from Peter to pay Paul, effectively. Yeah. You say, hey, invest in my thing. Oh, you just bought a bunch of my whatever coin. Great. Now, now I'm going to use that money to pay the residuals to these people. And then when I get some other schmuck to buy, I will use those res- to pay your residuals. And then I will use... The residuals of the next people to and pay. I'll shave it each and every each and every time. time. Yeah, I'm taking a little bit myself. I'm not gonna be stupid or nothing. But I did get that letter that you sent me. Thank you, bud. Or if I send the letter to to ten people, and they send me their dollar, mm-hmm. I send you your dollar. We're set, bud. Yeah, I didn't send you that. Oh, okay. I mean, you, you didn't. I did not. No. You you don't. You don't have a, a Nigerian prince friend. I mean, not one that I talk about. <laughs> it it's sad and repulsive the amount of people who fall for those things. Yeah, I uh. I would put hard money on my mother-in-law falling for it if if she got contacted. Hard, hard that's, money on That's her. unfortunate. Link is in the doobly-doo. Yep, yep, yep. Right there on your face. Link is in the doobly-doos. I just noticed that there's two different types of select oranges. It It looks more... Oh, yeah. Anyways. It looks more like a do-rag than a hat. Yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. That's what it is. It's supposed to be... I don't even pull it up on Spreadshirt, because... Um, no, that's not the one. Well, that's not the two JLB you got. No. He got it from the new store. Um, and the, the new, new store, store. The new store. I'll bring it up. This is the Seth Franklin Rollins version of one. But this. And once you once you read it, like I'm not they're not misleading in any way, shape, or form. It says Jersey Beanie. It is a Jersey Beanie. Um, but, like, I didn't read closely. I just saw, oh, look, it's a beanie. And silly old me just assumed that a beanie is a beanie is a beanie, right? Um, oh, boy, that looks... Now, I know you have a larger cranium than the average Joe, but that looks incredibly small on your head. Well, no, I've got it fucking rolled up here because, here. If I don't roll it up, 
It does that. Okay. Um, and yet I can't roll it up in the front like you would with a regular bead. Because it prints it so low. Yeah. Prints it so low, then oh, oh, where, where, where'd the thing go? Why the fuck did I? Now I, I suppose, I guess I could do this. Let's try it this way. Oh nope, can't do it because they put freaking tags there. Because I was like, I could put it on inside out, and then oh nope, guess what? It's now upside it's upside down. down. Doesn't work that way. I mean, it does if you if you it it works if you hang from trees by your feet. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 45 years old. My feet don't work so well for that. You also don't have opposable toes. I mean, they didn't ever work so well with that. It's not the age that's the reason they don't work. That I consider an evolutionary failure. The loss of opposable toes. Your toes are opposable. Opposable? Well, nice of you to bring up the merch store for us to exit mm-hmm. on. Anyways, yes, we're going to go ahead and close the book. I, I got to get back. Um, ADHD. So much fun. Um, but yes, uh, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the wrestling booking unit. Um, we talked a lot of wrestling. There's a lot of good stuff. We've got one week until full gear. It's coming up this Saturday. I'm sure we'll talk about project- predictions and projections and prognostications for Full Gear um, on the Fantasy Booking Show. Um, but it's it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll probably do a live reaction stream right here, watching it on my, my screen right here um, in my comfy chair. I mean, you did that the other night with... Uh, I did that for, for Dynamite. That was more of a... Uh, test run. Uh, test run of trying to do it through straight through straight through OBS. I'm probably not going to do that again. Um, my OBS setup isn't quite dialed in yet, so I will probably just do it through StreamYard like normal, which means um, I may have guests join me. You might. Um, as they watch, but... Anyways, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Wrestling Booking Unit. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. If you are an Amazon Prime member, you can send a subscription our way for absolutely free. It helps us out more than you could possibly imagine. Um, You can also follow us on the social medias. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU, just like it says right down there. That's on Twitch. On YouTube, on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, but not on Facebook because Facebook is weird and made me choose at Pissant Podcast. Don't know why. You can follow DA Fabe at. Damn, I was so close. DA Vincent K. Fabe on Twitter. Um, that's that's it. Just Twitter. That, I'm it. not on. I'm not on any of the others. Uh, uh, I'm not on the Facebooks. Uh, oh, I am, but uh, not for this. Um, I'm not on the, uh, the, um, the YouTubes or the TikToks or the the TikToks or, or the, the, if you're a crazy right wing person, um, the true socials or the the parlors, 
parlors. Um, some of those get a little political for anybody's taste. A little? <laughs> parlors are nothing but politics. It's like, wait a minute. Oh, okay, so this is just a political one. That's it. Like, I... I don't, I don't like to live in that world. I, I feel like there's so much more to people than their politics. So, um, Twitter, Twitter is where I'm at. And if uh, if I wanted to be political, I'd start posting political shit on Twitter. You know what I don't do? Post political shit on Twitter. You you also uh, don't pay eight dollars a month to get va- verified. Well, that's because I use a uh, kayfabe name. So. You, you know, the fun thing about the $8 a month verification is it does, uh, the only <laughs> thing it verifies is whether you have $8 a month. Um, and specifically <laughs> $8 for that month. At that point, you can be whoever you say you are. <laughs> including Elon, which happened to Including multiple speak. Elons. Um, there was a George W. Bush, a George Washington, uh, multiple popes from history, um, Martin Luther... Not Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King, King. Martin, Martin Luther, Luther um, showed up. And, oh, there was a war between fake Chiquita banana brands. Uh, uh, one of them posting that they just overthrew the government of Brazil. And the other one saying, uh, don't follow no, that didn't. other Twitter account. We haven't overthrown a government since 1958. Uh, <laughs> and a fake Eli Lilly... Uh, Twitter page that, and this is true, caused Eli Lilly's market valuation to drop by $8 billion. Wow. I don't even know who Eli Lilly is. But... They're, they're a drug maker, and one of the big things they make is insulin um, uh, and charge, you know, $300 for it. And uh, this fake Eli Lilly tweeted out... Uh, that um, insulin was now free and caused such a panic amongst stock investors for them that they dropped $8 billion <laughs> in valuation. Uh, trolls. Yes. Trolls going to troll. Um, and all they needed was $8. Um, of course, they all eventually got suspended. Um, however... In the terms of service for credit cards, there's a little thing where if you pay for a service and you don't get what you paid for, you can request a chargeback on it. And so if you pay for a month of verification and then you get permabanned, you can you request can that request that chargeback. So all this chaos happened and uh at the very least Twitter is going to have to spend a lot of money on lawyers to fight all of these chargebacks um, to try to prove that they were justified and and it shouldn't be, um, which is going to cost a lot of money because lawyers ain't cheap, right? So, I don't know. Anyways. Part of the problem uh, with the blue check system. Yeah, well, the, the thing is, like, this is not trying to be political about it at all, but here, Elon doesn't understand what the blue check was about. He came on pretending like it was it was about oh lords and peasants, 
blue checks lording over the peasants without it. No, the blue check was a very simple thing. It was Twitter saying, we've verified that this person is who they say they are. Um, and because it takes time to verify, we only do it to people who we consider public figures, right? Uh, like District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. Yes. Uh, famously not verified. Um, well, I mean, six also, and the other. Also Detective Mark Smarks. Not verified. Um, but the real Eli Lilly was verified with a verified blue check mark. Um, but when you make it just something that you can pay for, uh, it gets rid of the whole point of a verification system. The whole fucking point. Well, other than if you want to be verified and you have to prove your identity... Okay, I understand that. Like, if, if we wanted, if I wanted to be verified under my real name on Twitter, and I wanted to pay the $8 a month to maintain that verification, and I had to actually prove I was who I said I was, okay. You know, that happens on, on mm -hmm. dating sites and whatnot. Yep. Now, um, an important to point out, you can be verified under an assumed name. As long as you can prove that you are the person behind that assumed name. Hence, many WWE and AEW superstars uh, being verified on Twitter. Yeah. And or Kid, Kid Rock. Rock. Yeah. An example. Um, it's or, not his real name. Or very many, many rock stars. Um, quite a few movie stars don't go under their real name. For reasons. Right. But it's still, the whole point was prove that you are who you say you are. And so in this case, they would say, you know, you're like, I want to be verified as Detective Mark Smarts. And they'd be like, prove that you are Detective Mark Smarts. And I'd say, okay, here is a link to my podcast where I am Detective Mark Smarts. And here I will do a video call with you. As Detective Mark Smarks, so you can see the background, me talking as Detective Mark Smarks. I'll hold up a piece of paper saying, I am Detective Mark Smarks and I am trying to be verified. Yada, yada, yada. Now you can say, hey, that is a guy who is verified. And if you want to charge $8 to jump the line and get verified, that's fine. As long as there is a verification in it. Otherwise, it's just a stupid blue check mark. That proves nothing, right? So much so that Tumblr parodied Twitter and said, one blue check mark's not enough. For $7.99 a month, we'll give you two blue check marks. Anyways. That's funny. The world is a vampire. Come. Don't give him any more credit. Until he goes back to just doing that. <laughs> uh, but on that note, um, if you want the doobly-doos uh, down below or in the description or whatever, it's going to include links to JLB uh, so you can go check them out and then hit them up on Twitter and be like, where the fuck were you? They went way off the rails talking about crypto and fucking Twitter and shit and you weren't there. Um, 
You're a whore. That's what you need to do. Anyways, uh, but that's all in the doobly-doos. On that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Wrestling Booking Unit. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you soon. Deuces.